Hello, and welcome to the Rebel Soul Podcast, where we discuss integration of body, mind, spirit, and how to show up in alignment with our authentic selves. I'm your host, Suzanne Venus, and I want to welcome you to this space. Today, I have joining me Catherine Lunding. She is a clairvoyant medium out of Edmonton, Alberta. As a clairvoyant medium, she tunes into vibrational energy. She's able to sense images, colors, people, animals, read the energy of buildings and objects that validate authenticity. She hears spoken messages and feels emotions that are often channeled through spirit and guides. Um, I'm really excited to chat with Catherine today. And Catherine, welcome to the space. Thank you for having me today, Suzanne. So oftentimes when we're talking about mediumship and people automatically go to their experience of watching the movie Ghost, or they go to The Sixth Sense, or some of these other um, types of kind of Hollywood type of idea of what a medium is. But I'm curious if you could kind of explain to our audience how the mediumship works for you because it's unique to each person who is a medium because you are a medium and I've talked to other mediums and the way the information comes differs from person to person as well. Okay. So for myself, in terms of, you know, mediumship, um, I sense, I'm going to say like a presence. Okay. Um, as well as it can be messages. It can be meaning a person like father, mother, sister, brother, dog, cat. Do you understand? Um, as well as more to do with who they, who they are, um, and or were correct. Um, so that's how I pick up on them. So it's a variety. Sometimes I even taste, which can be quite gross. Um, but it makes, gross to me. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense later <laughs> or to the individual, right? right? Um, you know, so it's a variety of things that come through and being clairvoyant, I, <laughs> you know, we talk about all the clairs, right? Um, so that's inclusive of this. So it's, I'm going to just say it's all a bundle. <laughs> Yeah. this bundle um and that's how i work i i guess i like but, that it's an integrative kind of approach and i know when people say to me like my claircognizance is very strong but sometimes i have that clairvoyance but it comes up as more like i see it as a memory um even though it's not a memory um and you know it's a mishmash of all the information and sometimes right. stronger than others i don't taste that really sounds awful to me well, it is, but it can be like it can't be good <laughs> and sometimes I'm like hmm like I I you know what I mean I I taste strawberries and I think is that for me or <laughs> am I craving strawberries and they're like no so and so loved strawberries I'm like oh, okay that makes sense but yeah yeah. And it can be really gross tastes. Too. Sure. I mean, I get smells often come to me and some of them are super pungent and unappealing as well. So that's, so I like how you smell explain. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I like how you explain that it's very integrative for you. But one of my questions is, um, cause people will often say like, 
how does this come about? Do you train to do this? Are you born into it? Like, how does it work? And I know I have, we've talked before on your podcast, how, you know, I used to CC like very much like the sixth sense uh, spirits and that hasn't come back. And so I don't like using the word medium for myself because people have a lot of attachment to um, connecting with their loved ones. And so I'd never want to disappoint. And I always like to refer to people such as yourself, but how did this how did it come about? How did you know, or was it always there? And then there was a remembering and re-knowing in a stronger way. Like, how did that play out for you? Well, for myself, it's always been there. So this is not something that I turned off, so to speak. And I quite often tell people, and this is my belief, um, that it's ancestral, meaning something that's passed down. And if people were to choose to look at their lineage, um, and obviously know somebody that could tell them about their lineage, they may see that, you know what I mean, great uncle Terry um, heard things. Um, but back then, there was a lot of skepticism and scrutiny. And yes, there is still today. Sure. So they may not have been as open about it. So for myself, I've always been this way, so to speak. Right. And so when did you really start embracing and working with it as a profession, as a career, as your, you know, your purpose? Well, my husband, um, who's also my best friend, he's the one that encouraged me to work with this professionally. Um, but I, I always feel very blessed that I grew up in a household um, that was very open to folklore and mysticism. And my mom was always very open to listening to my dreams and things I would say. Um, so I feel very blessed coming from that, meaning my gifts and or things that even my brother and sister were to say as children, they, they were never dismissed. Right. Do you get what I mean? It was never dismissed. It was always on the table. It's more to do with the, I'm going to say outside world. Mm -hmm. Okay. That I was never as open with till after my husband encouraged me after our first child to really come out with this. Wonderful. And so you've been working. So how long have you been working then with this? Your oldest is a teen, right? Yeah. I've been more so outwardly professional with this since 2012. Um, but I've been working with this, um, we'll just (laughs) hidden in the closet, (laughs) um, for many, many years. Um, but more so after my son. Right. I was joking with, um, with one of my followers on Instagram today that uh, it's a good thing I'm born in this century because I would have been burned or drowned or (laughs) tortured in any other um, timeline of life, which, you know, past lives definitely was. I've had those past life experiences. Is that something that you delve into is past life or alternate life experiences, or do you keep it within this dimension and this time and space? I, whatever comes through, comes through. Yep. Um, In terms of past life, however, I do always refer to somebody who is a professional hypnotherapist Mm -hmm. um, simply because sometimes people, and it's very rare, but sometimes people um, have very bad memories. So you do need somebody that's a professional that can help you, I'm going to say, recover from that trauma. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
it's something, like I said, if it comes through, it comes through. Will I dwell into it? And if I, I will only give what I hear, see, smell, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, and I always say to people, you're getting what I, you're getting my intuition. You're not getting my opinion. Yeah. But if you want to know more in terms of past life, I do recommend a regression by a yeah. professional. Yeah. Which there's a very distinct process. I do, reg- I did the training for past life regression therapy. Uh, I prefer to do it with clients that are, I already have an established relationship so that we don't have to block off that three and a half to four hour period of time because we've already had that connection, but it is still lengthy and it's all about safety and getting the person there and then bringing them back out for sure. Um, So you have worked in paranormal investigation. Um, So this is intriguing to me. I cannot watch a horror movie. I haven't watched a horror movie since I saw The Grudge when I was like 20-ish or 21. Um, They really horrify me (laughs) and not in a good way. So I, even though it's Hollywood, I steer clear of that. But Explain what your role is or maybe how you got into it. I mean, all of it, how you got into it, your role in paranormal investigation. And is it like the, those freaky ass horror movies? Yeah. So wherever you want to start. I'm just going to, my answer to that, is it like those horror movies? Um, Very, very rare. Okay. Extremely rare. Um, So that is Hollywood as at its finest, I'm going to state. Okay. But does that happen? Can that happen? Yes, but very rare. Okay. Um, my role is I assist um, a paranormal investigator um, from Molopedia and he's Dr. Stephen Ramsey. So he may have a case um, that he's looking into and look for that, let's say that opinion from a medium such as myself. Okay. Okay, to, you know, to validate whether this is something to look further into or something that is, in fact, well, we're going to say clinical versus a haunting because sometimes um, disturbances or hallucinations can, in fact, um, be the product of, um, let's just say manifestation, meaning somebody going through a hard time mm-hmm. and they're seeing, feeling, etc. Make sense? Yeah. Sometimes. So we're putting that sometimes. And sometimes there is actually something there, um, but it's not necessarily, we're going to say like a, a poltergeist or something demonic. Right. And that's where people have these preconceived notions that it's, and which is why I hate watching those Hollywood things is because, you know, my experience with alternate beings have not, has not been that they're demonic or threatening, but um, definitely that they're there. And I know we dialogued a little bit about my experience that I I, rec- I remember distinctly as a child with this couple that both my, my sister and I um, saw and you had some insight there and my daughter as well with this um, man in the hat that she used to see in her in her room and that one is not as pleasant of um, a presence that's for sure but but for the most part um, not this awful demonic thing that gets sensationalized correct um, 
you know, and in terms of demonic activity, it's like, there's like several, um, I'm going to say categories with that. Like you have a vexation, which is actually the most numerous and that, um, is stated to be caused by the cultivation of devilish acts, which can be deemed by, you know, and this is more Hollywood, you know, like Ouija boards. Um, Do you get what I mean? Seances. Somebody not necessarily knowing what they're doing, I'm going to state. Okay. Um, And this can cause nightmares. Okay. As well as some people can have this um, during like separations or divorces, anything that strikes affliction and isolation. Right. So, and then there's diabolical obsession, which is disturbances or hallucinations that a demon imposes. And this, this would be something that somebody would really need to look into. And that's where you would get the possibility of somebody, not myself, not a paranormal, not a paranormal investigator, but somebody that's either ordained in exorcism or somebody that is, <laughs> or a shaman that has experience in that. Okay. Um, and then you get the diabolical infestation, which is stuff on houses, objects, not people. So I'm thinking if you can all think of Cujo, that would be a diabolical infestation. Okay. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But not so in lot. your... Yeah, not in your realm of what you do. Or I have not counsel. ever... Yeah. I'm going to just tell you. I have not ever on a personal come across that or have ever had to look into something like that. So something like that would be extremely, extremely rare. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, everyone, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boldly say this, but you can confirm or not, but I would say that everyone has loved ones that are available to them, whether they are their lost animals or family members or even star family. I'm not going to go too much into that at this point, but I will, I will at some point touch on more intergalactic stuff. Um, but everyone has access to those loved ones that are there as support with guidance and messages. Is that correct? Correct. It would be like your spirit team. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, my perception is that your spirit team comes in and out because they're also learning. And so sometimes they walk with you and sometimes it changes out. There may be some consistent, but that there's some that come for a short while and some for a long while. And they're not always the same ones that walk with you side by side by side. Maybe grandma's there the whole time, but maybe she's only there part of the time. Um, yes, yes, yes and no. Yes okay. and no. I, I feel that would be individual. Do you understand? So that's what I feel. That's individual. Yeah. So some some are tired. Some are tired. (laughs) They're on a holiday. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so when people come to you, there always are messages that come through from loved ones from the other side. Is that correct? Yes and no. Okay. Can you elaborate on that? Or maybe clarify that? If somebody... Okay. So this is going to sound a little off, but okay. So I offer clairvoyant sessions and clairvoyant sessions are for those seeking validation on past, present, future. Okay. Okay. Make sense. And sometimes yes, message from spirit 
meaning past loved ones. So I'm being clear on this being okay. past loved ones can seep in. Okay. Okay. Um, and sometimes it's fully directed by them. Like I have no control. Okay. Right. And then there are those that specifically um, want a session for past loved ones. Got it. Okay. Um, I don't, and nobody can pick and choose who comes through. Mm -hmm. Do you know yes. what I mean? I'm not like DJ Dial the Dead. Okay? Yeah, no. <laughs> what? You're not? <laughs> um, so, and I always tell people who's going to come through is who's going to come through. And for me, I always see it as who's loudest. Yeah. It's like who knocks on the door the loudest and is like insistent on coming through, right? Right. And yeah. you can't control that. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people have the misconception that if Aunt Mary was a loud mouth, well, why wouldn't she speak up? Well, maybe Aunt Mary's tired. You know what I mean? And maybe Grandpa Fred <laughs> wants to take the stage. Okay, got <laughs> it. I have no control, as well as a medium is not going to have control over the message. Right. You understand? If the message is showing a foot, I don't know what the foot means. You will know what the foot means. Right. right? Um, so I always try to explain that to people, that there's no control. I, nobody has, like I said, I'm not a DJ. I can't be like, call it up. Yeah. Um, so that's how it works. Um, so I'm going to say a majority of time, and I do feel it is your spirit team. So yeah. whether it's higher self, intergalactic beings, mm -hmm. okay, um, your guides, your angels, whoever you want to call it, that's where the messages essentially come through. And it is a frequency that is delivered. Right. And it's always a frequency. And so in order to receive, your frequency has to be uh, a match is like my belief. It's like this, you have to be in that space to be able to receive the frequency, right? If you're... Like, what do you mean? I mean that your vibration has to be high and pure and of the purest intent in order to receive the message. Sometimes, okay, that's, okay. There's always, and I'm going to say in terms of People who are seeking yep. can be a skeptic and can be perceived as not being as open as those that claim to be open. Right. Do you understand? Like we all have, and I'm sure you've seen that in your practice as a healer, you always are going to have those that are like, oh, I've never done this before. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but I kind of am. Sorry. Um, and they're very hesitant and they're very skeptic, like skeptical, right? Yep. Um, but that doesn't mean that their frequency isn't open because I don't mean that I don't mean the person receiving, I mean you, your oh, yes, frequency. Me, me. Yes. Yes. I, <laughs> I you meant them. I'm like, no, I do and I am. I, I'm going to put it frequencies, my channels. Yep. Can I put that? Yep. Like turning the channel, yep. all the dials on my old time TV with the turn button. Yep. Have to be clear. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I meant. Of course, I get people there like, I don't know why I'm here because I don't believe in this stuff. <laughs> and then, I, and I'm like, okay. And then at the end of the session, they're like, when can I book in again? I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. so there is some openness in skepticism sure. and i always state that to people who are like well you know i don't know if i believe in this stuff but i came today i'm like okay then, well, <laughs> if you didn't believe in it then you wouldn't be here that's always that and that's what i'm saying in my head i'm like okay 
Right. I have nothing to prove. Like I have no, it's no skin off my teeth. I got nothing to prove. Right. Which is where you're at as well. But your vibration in receiving the message, like you specifically or me specifically, that frequency channel, whatever you like to call it needs to be one of that higher pure intent for the, for the highest good. Right. Correct. And that's why I often state, um, you know, because when you're working with intuition, because there's fear, and then there's desire and intuition. We're just going to say, we're going to envision like a clear, big, bright light with many colors. There's that. So that's the purity of it. So your right. opinions, meaning my opinions cannot be in this right. or my fears or my desires. So that's why, um, to the people closest to me, I only give if I feel <laughs> or see it. Um, I try not to do sessions for, let's say my bestie or, you know what I mean? My family, because my, my fears and my dreams for them may interfere with that purity. That's right. And I get, yeah. And it's that to me, what you're saying, I resonate very much. It's also that emotional attachment or connection to my loved ones will influence my ability to stay in that more neutral space to, to receive, right? right? More so than, so definitely I, I get what you're, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. Yeah. Perfect. So I have a question for you. What advice are to give to our audience? What advice would you give to your basic, you know, John or Jane who's at home and is not a clairvoyant medium, but would really like to connect with one of their loved ones, maybe a, a mother or a brother or a sister or a pet, um, because we ha- all have that ability to connect in a different way than you connect specifically. But how would you give your average Joe Blow, um, you know, some tips or tricks in, in order to connect to loved ones that are on the other side? Okay. So um, having except all that um i'm just yes intuition is universal it is a survival instinct okay everybody has intuition and like you said everybody can see signs we'll put it that way right but not everybody can be a medium right sense um so having said that there's a lot of signs that are commonly associated with our past loved ones. So it's really just paying attention to them. And once we start acknowledging for some reason, it opens up the floodgates for us to be more attuned to these symbols, signs, and or messages. And this acknowledgement, is this like a verbal out loud acknowledgement or an acknowledgement up in your head? Like, yes, thank you, grandma. I get it. Or is it an out loud? Yes, thank you, grandma. I see that. But it can be all of it. Yeah. It doesn't okay. just have to be, you know what I mean? Vocalized or yeah. internalized. Yeah. Um, and the most common signs, and I'm sure everybody's seen this would be like feathers or, you know, butterflies. Okay. Yep. As well as birds, you know, common birds such as the magpie um, can, I'm just giving this as an example, can really symbolize, symbolize a grandfather figure or a grandmother figure watching over you. Even pets, um, animals are very sensitive. So sometimes you may see your pet looking in a direction. Sometimes they may growl and you're like, what are you doing? Um, they're sensing a presence. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be, to acknowledge this as well as finding random coins 
And that can also be a symbol from the universe to pay attention to your finances. In terms of dreams, and this is what is commonly asked, why haven't I dreamt with them? Hmm. When am I going to dream with them? Right. Um, visitation dreams are quite rare, okay? But in my experience, they do happen when you, it's not even necessarily open because we can all state, especially at the time of loss, like I'm open, I want to hear from my loved one. Mm -hmm. I'm opened. Um, but we have to also remember that they are past and they love us. And sometimes them coming through in a dream can be more damaging than good. In the sense that if you're in a real process of grief, this, this could bring about more questions and this could further um, delay the grief process. Got it. Okay. For some people. We're not saying for everybody. Sure. Um, so my thing is, once you're feeling, and it's almost like separated from the pain, can I, can I say that? For some reason, they come. And a lot of people have the expectation that it's going to be um, like a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Aunt, Aunt Bessie is going to be telling them their whole life story, and they're going to have this great cup of tea with them. No, sometimes Aunt Bessie's just in the corner. Right. I may get a glance. And these are also sometimes where we don't really fully remember, but that's their way of saying I'm here. So to pay attention for that, to that, um, and to just be patient and know that it's truly a blessing. Mm -hmm. Spirit also can come through um, water and electricity, meaning sometimes do you see puddles um, in random places, flickering lights. I know I'm almost making it sound like a horror movie, um, but it's not. Okay, I'm just saying random, random things happening with your electrical devices. And people have had this phenomena with cell phones, meaning um, for some reason an old text pops up or you're going through your emails and an old email of a loved one pops up randomly. Right. Do, do you understand? It's just to pay attention to that and be yeah. aware. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I really appreciate all of those little tidbits of just, and it's an openness and a willingness to be aware of, of what's there. And, and again, once you receive and you believe it, it continues to be there in that supportive way is what I have found. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to work with you, um, how do you offer your services? What, what services do you offer? And of course I'll link your information in the notes here, but, um, what types of services do you offer for others? Well, I offer clairvoyance sessions <laughs> as well as um, connection to spirit. Yeah. Uh, I offer email sessions and right now we're in a pandemic. So I'm not, and I haven't been for quite some time, been offering in-person sessions. Um, but I do offer Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, I believe it's yep. called, right? Um, and telephone sessions. And you can reach me via my website. I do have an online scheduling system and that's at www.catherineclairvoyant.com. Awesome. And I will have that linked up in the show's notes so that people can access that as well as your Instagram handle and people can follow you or in and follow up with you. So thank you so much, Catherine, for joining me today, talking a little bit about what it is that you do. And I'm so glad that you were able to be, make time to be here today. Well, thank you so much, Suzanne. Thank you very much.
All right. All of Catherine's information will be listed below and we will chat with you soon.